0: Welcome everyone to episode 1031 of Just Joshing. I am your host Joshua Pentaleresco I write stuff in podcast too. and today we're gonna to have two very small conversations from San Diego Comic-Con. Brianna Winner and Brian Polito were two interviews I got the opportunity to do during San Diego Comic-Con this year. Uh, San Diego was a wild experience for me. I'm hoping to get back there this year. I am hope I'll know more about that next week. I've been kind of, this week was a good a week of good fortune. But beyond those two interviews, because they are both relatively short, I'm gonna be spending most of the a good half of this hour just chatting with the audience here today because I haven't done this in a while. Um it's I used to do this every once in a while back in the early days of the show. But I thought, you know, it'd just be kind of a neat change of pace. And then, you know, next, my next episode's Betsy Ross, episode there one thousand thirty two. And uh we get back to kinda of normal for a little bit. Um, yeah, so let's, let's talk about, you know, 2023 for me was, um, a great little bit of, you know, ups and downs. It ended on some real down notes, uh, but it had a lot of ups. Uh, I went to San Diego Comic Con, which is a huge up. Uh, it was a fantastic, wonderful little journey. Um, and it's been, it's been great. You know, it's been great to kind of do that. Uh, on top of that, I, uh, I got the opportunity to, you know, see a lot of my work come out. I got my first published comic work, you know, working for somebody out. I wrote a script for a company, which is kind of cool. The book came out on Kickstarter. It was a wonderful, wonderful experience. And it's been great. So there's that. Uh, that, was, that was probably my big highlight for, in terms of published work. I broke a thousand episodes on the podcast. I have to consider that a real, real milestone. I mean, this is episode one thousand and thirty one, but I I mean that's a big part of my life. I've done one thousand episodes. I mean, that's mind boggling, I think. So there that's up number two. Up number three, I got my first commission artwork lot last year, which was kinda really cool. Never would have asked in a million years. Actually I got I'll tell that story. This was actually during San Diego. Actually, two like i got i sold two pieces of art i drew a piece of art and one of the people at the bungalow i was staying at actually bought it on the spot i never expected that it was unbelievable but yeah i drew a piece it, it sold so that was that was wild uh the sack, but the next day was interesting i was on the beach i just did a little doodle I i want to say something very clear like i don't think i'm a terrible artist anymore i realized how much work got, i've gotten to the point that I realize how much work I still have to go. The thing with the thing with me drawing stuff though is it's not really about me getting good, if that makes sense. It's just about me doing something that's creative just for me. I do most of the creativity. I work do work. I, I try to make money doing it, and I don't apologize for that. But sometimes you need something just for you, and the art was just for me. So I post I post around somewhat regular basis on my Instagram, Facebook, whatever, and. Um, Somebody actually goes, "Hey, how long have you been drawing?" And I answered three years. And they put off this really like limbastic post um, about why I was a terrible artist. They told me I should take drawing classes. and while I probably should take drawing classes, I'm not gonna lie. Um, that all said just like it was just a vicious attack of my art. I'm in my 40s now. I have a very different um, interpretation of reactions. I don't care what your reaction is with anything I do anymore. I just care that you're reacting, right? And that sounds like I'm I'm encouraging polarization. No, I just one thing I've learned about this life, this business, this world is that you're going to piss people off, for whatever reason. And today it's even easier to do than it was ever before. And as a result, I kind of have this like I kind of have this whole idea in my head that, uh, um, you know. I'm not going to worry about it. If you don't like what I do, that's fine. I'm all like, seriously, you got the right not to like anything I do. If you love what I do, great. I love that you love what I do. I hope you love what I do because that's what I try to do with the show and the podcast and stuff, you know, is do things and create things. Like, I mean, that's the whole point. So that's the thing, right? So I, uh, I had this whole like thing set up and then what ended up happening was within an hour of me getting that message, I got my very first commission. In San Diego, I did a commission. I actually still have it. I want to frame it kind of hanging on the wall. It's my first commission art piece. Again, am I the greatest artist in the world? No, but it doesn't matter. I did a piece for somebody and somebody rarely appreciated it. And that's all you can ask really at the end of the day with any art you do. So that's cool. So those are the top three things. Um, the bottom three things, though, is the reality that I, uh, I ended up, uh, you know, like ending on a down note. Like, I almost, so I made, I'm just under a living wage as a creative. Like, I I broke 20k, like making $20,000 as a creative, which I think is a pretty cool accomplishment. What would have been better was if i gotten that last little bit. I ended up getting a contract that fell through right in November, middle of November. It was brutal. Like, all my contracts are frozen as of right now. Like, so, and that's kind of been an interesting thing. And then December was a kind of a rough month to try to get anything going. Uh, I got some things coming up early, like, January, February. Uh, I, I actually got my, my first gig of the year, which is nice, an editing gig, which I'm do, working on. But I'm also, like... Um, I'm creating I'm creating some work and doing some things and and going from there. So I I got a whole bunch of stuff to like I do have some stuff lined up for me I start working on later in the month, but I'm still down. Like I'm not where I wanted to be. I would have I would have been on the road by now. So right now what I'm doing is I'm making a conscious decision to change up some things as we speak. Now it's obviously early in the year and I've been doing some things and uh I haven't talked about my last good thing yet, but I want to get the bad things out of the way. Like freelancing can be an amazing is an amazing roller coaster. Like I was one decision away from actually making a pretty comfortable living for myself. I wouldn't have had to work right now. I'd probably be in a beach in San Diego right now, to tell you the truth. But I'm not there. I'm here, and I'm doing my thing, and that's wonderful and great and lovely. And that's that's what I'm working on. That's what I'm focusing on. So that was my big down and i've been kind of like crawling out of the abyss and doing some things and being creative got a nice little bit of encouragement um from a buddy today actually so i'll just say hey jd thanks for that man i appreciate it um but yeah so here comes the other kind of like big moment of, of work and success so last august at when words collide i actually had the opportunity to so mark leslie and um Yo, man, I'm I'm blanking on his last name, and that that's driving me nuts right now. But anyways, um, Chris Humphreys, there you go, name just comes to me. Chris Humphreys and my crew are doing ghost stories, and we're all just hanging out. Like this is the equivalent. So if you ever do one Words collide in Calgary, if the night, second night of a the convention, they do the a blanket fort kind of night. Well, this time around, they did a um, they did a how do I put this. They did a ghost story kind of thing. So I ended up sitting beside this person. And we didn't know them from Adam. I just started talking and just bullshitting. Right? Because it's what I do. I, I, I have a big mouth. If you haven't listened to me chat, like, I have a huge mouth. And uh, it turns out that this person was an agent. And I said, okay, cool. Like, we connected really well. And uh, I sent her my manuscript at the at the end of October which was, I finished a novel last year. That was the other big accomplishment, and uh, something I'm really, really proud of, one of the best things I've ever done, I think, um, in terms of the story I wrote. I, I wrote a love story. I'm really proud of it. Um, and, you know, right off the bat this year, January 6th, I get, I get to hear from this agent who's read my, my script and is actually interested in, in me sending her out the story. And, like I said, I created the wildest thing I could, Uh, I hope like now it's placed at the ups and downs. Like I literally lost my contract. So the editor I had, uh, working on this, right. I didn't get, I still owe her money, which is something that I'm trying to amend as quickly as possible. Um, because that way I can do a better version of the manuscript because I trust this person I really hired. I think she's amazing, but unfortunately I just had a lot of things just cut me under the wings. Like even, even this month. Uh, not seeing any um, financial, like some of the financial stuff from my creativity for another week or so has been driving me batty. It has. It is what it is. So um, I'm working on it. So yeah. So it's been a it's been a slow start, but I feel like things are kind of working out now. Right. I'm saying that Calgary is the coldest it's been like at, like this entire winter right now. And uh, it's been winter, it's kind of like a deep freeze. I'm, I'm dreading going out tomorrow, actually, folks, I really, really am, because I gotta go do my side gig. And I can honestly call it my side gig because it's not my main, it's at the moment my biggest source of income, but that'll change. It's like like next month, I'm, I already know it's gonna change. So saying all that, doing all that, um, that's how my year ended. But I can look at a lot of positives and a lot, lot of stuff. I didn't mention Healing Hands. Uh, you won't hear any advertisements this episode uh until the end um I got I got kind of a service I want to talk about when we get to the end of this but uh like I kind of want to talk about what like what my goals for 2023 what happened in 2023 and that's what I accomplished folks is I did that so that is my 2023 and when I come back on the air I'll talk about 2024 but first my first interview it is my conversation with Brian polito uh, take a look. I, I interviewed him very briefly. We talked about Lady Death. Brian is incredibly professional. Um, he has done a lot of stuff like successfully like, he, he has managed to turn Kickstarter into an incredible enterprise. Uh, he, he, he actually has done what a lot of comic creators wish they would do is like he has created his own space independently and he has done a wonderful job and my hats off to him. All right, let's get to that conversation, shall we? will learning through chaos. Yeah, no, that's when I remember seeing it. It was, mm-hmm. was through the chaos there. I came from, my first comic stuff was in the early 90s, so I tried to see all the Malibu stuff, the Valiant
1: stuff, the Image stuff. Oh, sure, right, right all right, that, right that, that explosion. explosion.
0: Yeah, and you were part of that, actually. Yeah,
1: I'm lucky I got tailwinds to some of that.
0: Yeah, and you're still standing. You've outlasted almost every one of those companies.
1: It's, and you know, really, comics is a tournament. Yeah. And so, yeah, not everyone lasts?
0: No, <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it no I, I, like, seriously, I've interviewed people that did, like, the Ultraverse line. Oh, yeah. That's recording. No, okay, right. cool. We're, we're going. going. Yeah, yeah, we're going. So, I, I interviewed, like, the Ultraverse line. And did, I did, like, the, um, and it was, like, Valiant line that like, I mean, has been up and down. Sure. Image has evolved quite a bit. So true. Yeah. Right. 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 From the
1: hero-centric Thank stuff of the 90s now to that kind of more independent voices in publishing. Yeah. Published. yeah.
0: And you for all of that have maintained your voice. That is yeah. honestly a beat, man.
1: It's a trip. Well, you know, I there's certain musical groups I seek to emulate. So there are bands like AC/DC, A C D C Iron Maiden or Slayer. I think they found their lane and they stuck with it for life. Yeah. So I feel like if you if you check in with an A C D C record, generally you know, you're gonna get blues based hard rock, yeah. Iron Maiden, these kinda of epic storylines, sort of proggy, yeah. metal galloping stuff or you know, Slayer, these really, you know, dark store explore stories that explore the darkness of humanity. Yeah. And yet generally you know what that what and, you could yeah. expect,
0: and, and actually about the three, I, I think Slayer is the most uh, ACDC. <laughs> ACDC is definitely like their own thing; they're unique and iconic. And Maiden's Maiden, right? But I feel like Slayer is the one that's maintained their course the steadiest. Yeah, they know exactly who they are. They don't pretend to be anything else. Yeah, and people love it for it. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Right. So yeah, and that really. Uh, when I write the stories, I want people to feel like they're still. Experiencing the exact same character, like Lady yeah. Death has been to me the same character. There's been no, uh, there, there might have been some evolution of thought, and she's learned some lessons. But you know, we have never betrayed the character. Where you know, I don't know, radical costume change, milieu change. You know, now she's the secretary right. in an office in a law firm. She like, made it's, deal that
0: made deal with the devil, and i eradicated her whole past 20 years. Like, all, all that, that stuff. That stuff yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. The like, the exhaustive re- exploration of the origin, not into any of that stuff.
0: No, actually. You don't actually here's the thing I had a I had so back back when I was a little bit more of a harder comic book players like continuity matters continuity only matters that the character is who you recognize them to be yeah The stories don't have to make complete sense when you read, read them together what matters is the tone and the um, intent of delivery. the audience understands like 30 years you're not gonna get remember everything you sure. did at the beginning and oh, yeah. even if you try to be like this is difficult, but I know who she is, my fans know who she is, they don't care, and I am having fun.
1: Is, yeah. that, is that accurate? Yeah, I think it's fair. I mean, I do think continuity matters to the degree possible. Even myself, I got caught up in some crazy storylines in the 90s, yeah. sort of pseudo-cosmic, leaning into my like adoration of Jim Starlin, laid up, became sort of cosmic-y. But we've been keeping her, probably for the last eight years, like pretty grounded adventurer But yet she is entering into a lot of milu's we've never done before. For example, as we speak in 2023, she's in a story that has real serious science fiction leanings. It's an alternative earth 13 years into the future where she's facing off against a version of herself named Empress Death, who's super close. To fulfilling her goal of Megadeth, which is the death of all life on Earth. So, this is harkening back to the original interpretation of Lady Death when she was a straight up villain. You know, she's been an anti hero for the majority of it. So, we've been having fun setting her in these different environments in the loose.
0: No, it's, it's just, that's the best kind of adventure, actually, absolutely. So, I guess I'm gonna ask this you started her off as a
1: villain. She did, yeah. yeah.
0: What, what, why? You, like how, how do you be able to keep going with like
1: it's hard it's hard so like to have her as a straight up villain yeah. would be near impossible yeah people just lose interest no matter how much we're interested in the villain you need a good protagonist it's just well, it's mathematical it's factual but we could toe the line with her as an anti-hero yeah. so kept her as solid as an anti-hero and people adore anti-heroes right so you yeah. could say wolverine punisher they're anti-heroes so I moved her to anti-hero also because it would be more dynamic for the reader because a villain is a villain, there's one note, you know, evil. Uh, anti-hero, in the case of Lady Death especially, there is some struggle, there's some sense of humanity. Um, you can see that there's a sense of morality and ethics. Uh, she will clearly use more decisive violent means to, to solve problems and yet you can see, if you read it, there, sometimes there's a struggle.
0: Yeah, and that's the best kind because characters, none of us are really like fully good or fully yeah. evil. We have dynamic. dynamics, and yeah. sometimes one dynamic wins over the other, and that's humanity. I agree. Yeah, you humanize the character quite
1: a bit then. A little I, bit. I think we had to, yeah. yeah. And that's what's fun about bringing in a character like this Empress Death. Yeah. No humanity. So even the character-related deaths kind of see, wow, if I went down this path, this is who I would be. It's like, yeah. is that really what I wanted?
0: Yeah, no, that's and and that's and that's a crazy thing. Like again, from a character art, and I'm gonna say from a personal thing. Because you got like you're with a character this long, you connect. You have to connect to the character yeah. to keep it authentic. Yeah. So, what part? What the big part of you, is a
1: I would say that's an interesting question. I've thought about that myself, but it's probably persistence. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I'm always excited about writing lay death stories yeah. and continue to. And probably what excites me is this she is persistent, so in yeah. the face of insurmountable odds and obstacles, she's still willing to kind of go after her goals, and I, I would say that uh, I, uh, I'll take a licking, but I keep on ticking yeah. and it's pretty hard to beat, you know, just keep going
0: Oh dude, like, I honestly, so I've interviewed quite a few people on Kickstarter right, like do Kickstarter comics they all refer to you as the man <laughs> like legitimately they do, like they, and, and none of them say it, like with any like like knowledge, just, like you've, you've worked very hard to get to where you're at, and you've are very cool niche for yourself. I'm gonna ask. So I don't know. If you, I don't know if you have any mainstream comic like Diamond or distribution or anything. Like at this yeah, point. We, we do. Yeah. Sure. But uh, but I, what I would ask. But well, we premiere
1: through crowdfunding and, and direct to customer.
0: Yeah, and that's what, I know that's what I'm asking. Like for you, are you happy? Like that seems like a happier model for you like specifically
1: yeah so i'm i am uh seriously independent for 30 years Mm -hmm. the the rare times where i have worked for major publishers it's also been on my terms yeah so in the late 90s i was invited by marvel during the marvel Knights era to write whatever i wanted so i wrote a thing called the supernaturals we wrote it produced it colored it under their uh, editorial guidance and sent them files like that was how i worked for marvel um uh so yes, to be independent always is the game, but like, how do you navigate that world? When I chose to get back into publishing around 2014, I started interviewing a lot of the captains of comic book retail, really started looking hard at the distribution model, and the challenge is selling your product to the distributor for 40% off, 60% off retail, it's just difficult to make it. So, I, I recall back in the 90s, the, the um, mail order element of our business was always successful. So at the end of this long period of interviewing everybody, I realized that I, could, I would not be able to make it work. The, the cards are kind of stacked against an independent. Um, in the major distribution catalogs, there's a front of the catalog publisher and there's the back. And I just get it. A lot of the people who sell comics, they like their Marvel DC, they like their um, favorable trade terms, they like nostalgia. And although my work had been in the catalog for over 30 years, or 25, whatever it was at the time, it's just seen as less favorable. So all that being equal, and being a free market capitalist that I am, I said, you know what? This thing, crowdfunding, is there's something to it, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go hard and heavy and put my soul into it. I had seen my friend Jimmy Palmiati using crowdfunding. I spoke with him, he gave me a couple of tips, probably the most important of which he, I, he said was, um, have your comic ready to the point of printing and then crowdfund so that when you complete it, you can get it to everybody quicker. And I mean, I took that as gospel. Yeah. So this is all a long-winded way of saying that, yes, direct-to-customer, getting into crowdfunding and direct-to-customer model, was uh, our path to success. Yeah. I think otherwise we'd still struggle because we'd be selling everything that we produced wholesale.
0: Well, it's also cool because I, I kind of look at what especially with a lot of them doing, it's almost like a subscription, like a mail order subscription service, yeah, a, could, modern, a modern version of it, yeah. right? So you offer it to your customers, they give it to you, and in return you keep making cool products from them and, yeah. and if you get anything from the mainstream, not that you're, again, like you said, there's nothing wrong with it, but that's a bonus. You're really right?
1: It's a bonus. So, how we treat it is uh, we crowdfund our premiere yeah. material, uh, deliver it probably within eight to 12 weeks of close. We've done that 34 times. And then, about nine months to a year later, we offer brand new editions of those stories, sometimes breaking up into several parts to the comics market. And that's equally successful and it's profitable for us, but we could not make it on that.
0: No, no, no. And that's, and that's totally understand. Like, honestly, incredibly smart business model. Thanks. Yeah, no. very Trial smart. and error. No, but you learn and you're, and you're thriving. So I, again, just, just asking. Beyond Lady death there's any
1: other things you're working on there? yeah so uh, we have a whole line of stories we call the coffin verse yeah. Lady death is the main character people know her antagonist is a character named Hellwitch who's a fiery Seems character like, uh, she we yeah. call her uh, hellborn she is native of hell and her whole her tribe and her culture is na- is native it's characters like Satanus and demons are colonizers who infiltrated hell. They're not natural. So she's got a lot of chips on her shoulder, whether it's against yeah. Lady Death or humanity or... She just
0: doesn't like anybody.
1: She truly doesn't like anybody. A very. If Lady Death is kind of seen as cold and austere and sort of reserved yet angry, uh, Hell Witch is the contrast. She's fiery, she's emotional, she's prone to overreacting.
0: So fire and ice, and that's the relationship.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's the relationship of those. And yet she stands, in our universe, stands on her own as her own character. We are actually, uh, we're kicking off her next Kickstarter called Bitchcraft in October. (laughs) (laughs) Yet another character we have is a street-level vigilante. Her name is La Muerta. And she's already been funded for nine chapters. And we have the exact same creative team on it since the beginning. So uh, that is uh, writer Mike McLean, illustrator Joel Gomez, colorist C.C. De La Cruz, and letterer Marshall Dillon. I've been on this book wow. since 2014, which is rare in comics also.
0: No, no, that's, that's, that's ridiculously, again, that's ridiculously hard, because yeah. again, creators, I mean, ultimately, sometimes they want to move on to other projects, sure. sometimes, so, he must be. You must treat those guys really well, and they must really love the property.
1: Well, I mean, that's sort of the blessing of things like crowdfunding. Is that excess capital allows us to pay people fairly, to take care of people, you know? Whereas, you know, formally, sometimes the comics market for us, at least, would be a struggle.
0: Yeah. No. Well, I've done some publishing stuff myself. Sometimes you do get it, but it can take a long time. And sometimes you're like, I need other work. Right. You're right. Yeah. Whereas you get, it. wow. I, no, that's kudos. That's a huge kudos to you. Thanks. Yeah. Um, real quick, I, I got to ask because you, you, really, you mentioned the metal stuff earlier. Are you a big metal are you a big I metal?
1: am. I'm a big rock and roll fan. Yeah, I love yeah. it all, you know, but I think kind of what curses through my blood is uh, hard rock, classic rock, heavy metal. I mean, I particularly love the New Age of British heavy metal, which would be Judas Priest, Iron Maiden. Okay. And I love Thrash, which would be the big four, you know, Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, Anthrax, Overkill, Exodus. But I'm a rock fan too, right? Because that would be the background of my life as a teenager in the 70s. I graduated high school in 80. So, you know, the background is everything from like Boston, Kansas.
0: I I have Kansas Carry On Wayward Son in my head. It's the best, man. Yeah, Yeah, it's the best.
1: But I'm also, I just, I do adore music generally. I also like punk rock quite a lot. I fell in love with punk rock as early as, what, the fall of 1977. Misfits? Uh, I'll, I'll, I've yeah. seen probably, like, the Misfits reunion shows, I've seen seven or eight of them, no yeah. joke. Um, yes, yeah. I've had some really fun experiences with those folks as well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, all that stuff.
0: No, it's cool. I, I'm more into, like, the Etic Metal, like uh, Nightwish, uh, cool. Omar Power Metal, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah I'm
1: more of the European stuff. Sure, so stuff like the tradition that started with Halloween and mm-hmm. Onward. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: no, I, I like that, yeah, I like that stuff. That's more my sweet, not that I don't respect some of the old mm-hmm. guys. Like, Yeah.
1: Um, Do you like El Extremo? I haven't listened to them. Yeah, that'd be up your alley. If I you mean, like what you, the yeah. what you just name check, El Extremo is a German outfit that does medieval metal.
0: I would totally be into that. Yeah, you would. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, I, play,
1: they play electric instruments and medieval instruments
0: that's awesome the other one i like I uh, secret Band, have been getting into more is pirate metal oh very cool that's actually something that's just very like wow they do this
1: yeah, it's crazy same thing with like viking metal yeah, right yeah, like yeah, yeah. Amarth. Yeah. yeah it's just like okay it's a thing
0: yeah and it's like that's awesome so what's next honestly this has been great so far right um my question is before i think we're gonna wrap this up if that's all right with you sure but i feel like the crowd is coming right uh, on and you gotta get you got stuff to sell it's all good so what would you like to tell the audience about what, what's coming up next for you and where can people find you? People find well, them?
1: number one, best way to get news about what's going on with Coffin Comics is go to our website, CoffinComics.com, sign up to our VIP newsletter. Put it out every Monday, Tuesday without fail. Upper right, just sign up. But as we sit, we're talking here, what, July 20? July 20,
0: yeah, 20th, I think. So day.
1: here's what's next. Lady Death, uh, Imperial Requiem launches on Kickstarter Wednesday, August 9th, at 7 p.m. Arizona time. Then Chaotica Spellbound launches on Kickstarter Wednesday, September 13th, 7 p.m. Arizona time. And then Hellwitch Hellborn launches October 13th, I believe, always Wednesday, always 7 p.m. Arizona time. But that's not all. Coffin Comics is also the proud owner of Tucson Comic Con. We're in our 14th year. Come on down to Tucson and come to our convention. Our guests include this year, um, Jimmy Palmiati, Amanda Connor, Joe Jusco, Mark Morales, Christopher Priest, celebrities including the Honky Tonk Man, <laughs> and um, uh, the gentleman who played Carl at the, on The Walking Dead. Oh really? Yeah, so that's oh. fun. But we're always doing something. So Coffin Comics never stops. We have promotions direct to our customer every two weeks. So, if you sign up for the newsletter, you also get to see all the cool licensing that's spinning off, action figure lines, statues, and other things to follow.
0: Actually, I had one last thing. Last, sure. This is you have you've got. There's actually been a lot of quiet like marketing advice
1: in this interview so sure. far.
0: What's the best piece of advice you got doing this? Like
1: out of Well, if I were to give, give anybody. Yeah any advice, they'll look at what we do and say, wow, how did all that happen? And it's really, here's the concept, it's really simple. It's called the speed of trust. If you're a trustworthy business person and all your actions are ethical and transparent and you are your word with your customer, you have the opportunity to accelerate your business. If you're stuck in, whether it be lies, deceit, mismanagement, not delivering on your promise, you get stuck and people don't trust you. So if you could be your word and you can be trustworthy, you have an opportunity to actually accelerate your business. And again, that is a marketing concept called speed of trust.
0: Okay. That's, so I have a, like 12 rules of success. Sure. So the first rule is show up. That so there, helps. So that, that very much sounds like the same thing. It
1: helps out. It yeah. helps out. All right. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely playing the game and being engaged in the game would be an element too. Yeah, absolutely. Brian, you. <laughs> yeah. Hi, you're very welcome, man. Thanks. Holler yeah, yeah. at you later. All yeah, right. definitely done this before yeah yeah i appreciate it hey you're welcome man yeah
0: yeah. and that was my conversation with brian Polito. definitely check out any of his lady death kickstarters like i said he's the man like honest to gosh he's the man and uh it was a pleasure having this conversation it was a little shorter than i expected but i I enjoyed it nonetheless and i want to thank brian from the bottom of my heart for doing this okay so that was 20 23 what was 2024 so my goals are really simple um, full-blown creative living this is my fourth year as a freelancer I have I have been shifting more and more away from um, working you know doing other jobs I'm at that point in my life where I realize that I have to let go of everything I did in the past I'm enjoying my side gig my side gig was really is really unique I uh, I'll tell stories when this is all said and done. It's a really unique place in the sense that everybody goes there. I have seen the mayor of the city. I have seen uh, famous celebrities. I've seen people like me, like me just work in there. It's an eclectic mix of people. It really, really is. And I have to say that I enjoyed the, uh, I enjoyed the camaraderie. I enjoyed the, um, I've enjoyed it. But I'm also like at the point now where know I can do better. Um, freelancing art of any kind, if you really want to succeed at this, you have to have confidence in yourself that you can make it better. You can do different. You can be different. And that's my goal this year. My goal is to go all in. Now there's some things I got to work on and improve and, and I know what they are and I accept that. Um, but some of it I think is, isn't as far away as I think. Like I said, I came so close um, not quite my most my most profitable year ever, but it would have been very close. Like it it, it gone head to head with some of my years when I worked at the Sparkle Malkin, aka Purelater, and uh, yeah, it would it would have been it would have been amazing, you know. And I wish I wish I had had that uh, chance. And and the other thing too is I want to leave Calgary. Um, it's not because I hate the city. It's because this time around it has been. Incredibly difficult to meet any of the people I know, and and I had this thought, and I, and I meant it. Um, I, I thought about it honestly. Is I'd rather be surrounded by people, complete strangers, and familiar faces who treat me strangely, and that's kind of how I feel about the city right now. I know there are, don't get me wrong. It's not everybody. Um, it's but what I've learned in this life is that you know what people have their own people have their own decisions, their own place of how to do things. And I realized that, you know what, for me in this city, there isn't a place for me with anybody. I don't think that's a terrible thing. It's just, you know, it's just what it is. And certainly tried, but I also like in the process coming back here this time around, I learned some very valuable lessons. And one of them is really simple. And people ghost you, they're done. It doesn't really matter who it is. Now I I've made mistakes. Like even today I made some. I made a couple big ones, and yesterday I made a couple big ones, and I owed some apologies. And I, I realized like you, I realized like there are things I need to work on and things I need to do too, and to get to the next level because I want to get to the next level, and that's what this is all about. This is not about me. Um, I don't want to be in the same habits all the time. Like, one of my rules of success is to stay uncomfortable. And part of that is, like, if I wanted to stay in Calgary, I, like there are would there be ways, a way to make me stay here? Absolutely. I'm not saying it's impossible. I don't hate it here, outside the fact that it's winter, and you don't even want to know how cold it is. Like, you just don't. If I told you, you'd probably freak out. But uh, the thing about it is... Right. The thing about it is, when it's this cold, when it's this, this vicious, this nasty, um, it makes you think about what well, you know places you'd rather be too. I'm not gonna lie. But what it comes down to, folks, is um, you know, people have a tendency to, like I said, this time around, no one wanted to interact. Like they would find ways, and I don't want to wait. Like that's what it comes down to. Is like I realize like time only goes forward. If you're not able to find time for like even a cup of coffee and catch up now, um, you're never going to find that time. And at this point, like I don't know when exactly I'm going to go out the door, but I'm going to go out the door. And I don't care what it looks like. I don't care about the car. I don't care if I'm hitchhiking. I don't give a shit. I've just hit that point. So that's, that's the other part of it is the only thing really holds me back. And this isn't really a big deal, grand scheme of things, is I wanna turn my creativity into a full-time thing, because the moment that's done, I can go anywhere I want. At that point, maybe I don't drive anywhere. Maybe I just go to a new city for a little while, stay there for maybe two, three months. I mean, this would work too. Go to the city I really like, hang there two, three months to interview people randomly, meet some interesting people talk to them, do things with them, and then, you know, move to the next town. I mean, I, I don't mind that either. I mean, it doesn't have to be a straight road trip. It could be just stop here and there and somewhere along the way, figure out where I fit, which is the other thing. Like I said, I wanna be in a community that um, I hang out with and do things with, right? I mean, I grant you, I mean, I know that I spend a lot of my time on the computer and it's part of the gig, it's part of the deal, but I like going out and doing things. And I, I love the game of Magic the Gathering. I love hanging out with my friends here that play Magic but the truth of the matter is I want to do more than just play magic. I'm at that point in my life, I want to do more and experience more and adventure. And and if I sound really passionate, it's because I am, right? This is like, I've accomplished, like I can toot my own horn a little bit is I've accomplished a lot and I'm very proud of everything I've done. And I want to do more because I feel like I'm just getting started. And I think that I'm always going to feel that way as long as I keep doing the things I'm proud of. And that would make me proud. Whatever that fit is, whatever that opportunity is, that's fine. Like I will look for them and I will find them and I will meet them. But I realize that there are things I have to work on personally. And that's the thing I'm going to be better at investing in myself. Um, Part of that is, you know, paying my editors. Hey, listen, I want to turn my books into the best things I possibly can. But more than that, it's about, you know, finding a place that I feel I'm going to be around people who, you know, are going to be there all the time. Kind of got that, but also, I mean, okay, and I should say this now like, my roommates have been awesome. The people that like let me kind of stay here while I'm getting my shit together, I owe them huge. Um, Corey McConaughey, uh, Jillian and Hannah, honestly, guys, thank you very much. I, I couldn't be where I am without you, and I really genuinely appreciate it. And happy birthday, Corey, by the way. If you do listen to this somehow, some way, happy birthday, man. Um, it was Corey's birthday today. I have one more birthday thing I'm gonna be doing today, so but i will be at the end of the episode. But uh the thing about it is all I'm trying to say to people is at this particular point in the ball game, um, like you gotta be know what you want. And what I really want is I want a place I fit in. I wanna keep doing my creativity. I'm not above working for people at this point, but I'm wanna be at the point where that's more behind me than in front of me. And that's kind of my goal. And how do I want to do this? I want to do this by writing stories, doing my podcast, and uh, you know, creating things. Like I've already like like you know, teaching people up maybe to find that confidence in themselves. Maybe I go take a take a personal life coach course. I could do that. Maybe I should do that. Um, all 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 of which to say that. Um, and if it takes a little longer than I want to, that's fine. Maybe I take that gap that is right now and I just fill it up with something really quick, like a quick little program and then i go do it um at the end of the day folks like life chase happiness sure um chase happiness chase the things you want in this life and go for them and pay the price required for them and that's it like i know my worth i know my value and i'm gonna go for it and and perhaps the most important thing i'll say about in this episode to anyone listening to this is don't damn yourself with the faintest praise. Don't settle for the things that don't make you happy. All right? You can't have a perfect world, sure, but will you be happy in the position you're in? If the answer is yes, then you're good, then you're good. If the answer is for right now, that's fine too. If the answer is no, leave. Life is way, way too short. Okay, so that's it for this little section of it. That's my 2024, at least some of my 2024. Um, That's kind of the initial plans right now. Like I said, they could change. Life is good. The other lesson I should mention here real quick is don't let what it looks like in the moment stop you from going. It doesn't. Life has a tendency to give you what you want at the right time. It always does. So don't try to fight that. Instead, embrace it so that you know when the right time comes you're ready for it so that's what I'm doing now is I'm getting ready for it I'm, ma- I, I'm catching up this month I'm still behind but once I catch up I'm getting ready because I, I don't I have time but I don't alright folks so here comes our second conversation from San Diego and this is Brianna Winner. the Winter Twins are some of the most amazing novels she'll meet I got to talk to one of them during my time which is Brianna herself so this is this is my chat with Brianna Winner, check it out well, she- like Alright. Like Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. My guest is one half of a, a legendary two. duel, the Winner Twins. How are you doing? How are you? Doing good, how are you? am hired. Just came from a, convent- from a panel with uh, one of my bosses, one of the people I uh, do stuff with on a regular basis. He had a panel about the Mighty Crusaders. I'm not... a contest, It's his passion. it it, it is his passion it is not mine and you know sometimes you don't have the same passion but you can see their enthusiasm you're like okay
2: and it it, it can be in passion can be infectious sometimes
0: sometimes and sometimes you just feel like in this particular case in this particular case for me i i can appreciate the heroes it was the mighty crusaders line way from way back in the day Mm -hmm. i can appreciate someone again we all have those heroes inside us that kind of like Inspire us, but it doesn't necessarily mean it inspires everyone else in quite the same way, right? Right. So, but that's pretty much that's pretty much what that was. And now I'm here. Did you Finally? just win, like so. Congratulations! How was the weekend?
2: Awesome. Uh, It's been a good weekend, uh, and uh, yeah, I've been doing a. I've been doing really good. I I'm a bit tired now. Of course, it's day four. But Comic Con is always is a, an amazing convention. Yeah. And I always say that, like, except for a very few things in my life, the best things in my life have come directly from or because events started at Comic Con.
0: I actually share that. I, I got to work. Although it did not end well, I got a job for oh, one of my heroes. Oh, nice. Yeah. It so just magically yeah, happened. I, um, I found that. I don't know if this is that way with you. I mean, there's always a dedication and a a pathway that you see yourself going. Mm -hmm. But then things break, but they're never quite what you expect. But they're always... always What's that? It's uh, very human. Yeah.
2: Very human, because you make a plan. What is it? There's a phrase. Uh, uh, Make plans and God laugh, something like no, that. Have you heard it's, that one? It's,
0: it's, it's jokes. How do you make God laugh? Yeah, how do you make God, yeah, yeah. And tell him your plans. Tell yeah. him your
2: plans. Tell your plans.
0: I call that, so I have 12 rules of success. Mm-hmm. The fourth rule is called us uh, two. The idea behind it really is that life is principally fair. Right, you can do everything correctly and still lose. I don't know if you ever watched Star Trek Next Generation. Oh yeah,
2: many, 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 many times. times. Yeah. Many but times. One of
0: my favorite shows. One of my favorites. Do you remember the one where uh, Data lost the uh, kolami in, in that game and he got analyzed himself for days?
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah. a little
0: bit. Yeah. yeah. R shows up and goes, Data sometimes as possible, to do everything correctly and still lose. Yep.
2: Right? Yeah
0: so but there's a flip side to that too and the flip side is because life is so unfair we come and see you a lot we you always get the opportunity for so really a second so really there's really you know. no no magic really. number it's like this is how many chances you <laughs> get in <laughs> life yeah right you get it so your job then is right there you go All yeah, right. And do your it's best option it was like after yeah last night that works out yeah, no, no, just, no, it does. It's never, it's just, it's just, it's just, never way yeah. you expect those. Sometimes, if you want to see it, sometimes actually, it doesn't happen, uh, right you, it uh, happen right in that, uh, that moment. Uh, uh, no, I don't think anyone. But I truly believe there uh, are 7 Ah, uh, seven ninety nine.
2: That's awesome.
0: I can take care of you guys over here if you want. I wanted to do
2: a both.
0: How about how about yourself?
2: Yes, we pulled those off the wheel because we're down to our last. Really? I think everything is tenacity and choices. Uh-huh. The choice to continue on. The choice to wake up every day and to live and live it to your fullest in spite of whatever your are suffering. And the tenacity that they get that strength to move forward. We are too
0: Right? We haven't done this. We have Yeah. Yeah, we're excited.
2: I don't know. I mean, I think...
0: Now, so they would be giving away... I
2: mean, yeah, I think life is a journey of trying to balance being tough and not letting that hard shell make you less compassionate and less understanding and less uh, capable of feeling joy and connection. So it's kind of that balance of trying to strengthen yourself but also don't become callous. I guess.
0: Yeah, i mean, had we like, uh, a
2: com- conversation that's with Brian he's
0: well, uh a christine uh, themed- a i don't know what the is. next oh right expert- very cool right? yeah. But, uh... yeah. we ended up talking about strength right like like particularly like this and one of the Some things stuff- me and I agree on i don't know about you but the strongest moment times i have felt i mean i I've been in with <laughs> enormous, immense strength. Has mm-hmm. not end of the hard, but when it's actually. Four yeah. points by playing
2: trick cards like
0: these. You ever lift weights or anything? A- any in a- athletics? Oh
2: yeah, I I actually a- weight lift.
0: Weight lift? Oh, yeah. I, I weightlift. You you weightlift? yeah. Okay, so a- you're like so you'll get. You're going to appreciate this. What's harder, picking the weight up or putting it down? However.
2: I guess I mean, I guess everyone would say putting it down, right? Most people would. Yeah. Well, we would
0: be easier. No. World is harder because. Let's say so you like a weight that's heavier than you, right? Like like like
2: let's year. say you go lift this. How much, much is you want to last? Yeah, yeah. I, I, you're ready to, right? No, no, I, yeah, I, I, I know. I know. Yeah, uh, for yeah. for me, what's uh, easier is to uh, let it go.
0: Like, yeah. It's yeah, just
2: you have to make yeah, sure it's yeah, controlled yeah, on the, yeah, way, way, down, the way, way, way down, way and, the way way down way and you got to make sure you have
0: proper form. But, yeah. Yeah, but the control, I think, is what it is. All right, I guess I can argue
2: that. You know, we don't have to have the same experience or even agree. No, we
0: don't need to. Right.
2: Uh, uh, I've actually been pretty seriously weightlifting now for about six months.
0: Really?
2: Yes. Really. I know that I don't look it because there's a lot of um, Uh, there's a lot uh, of misconceptions about weightlifting and women getting bulkier. But I actually uh, am pretty strong at this point. No,
0: I, 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 (laughs) that's not the, that's not the. not my decision at all. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I know, I just it's just yeah, okay. no, no, it's all good. It's all good. No, it's just I actually do so some kind of, of physical good, fitness good, is good. Really good. I used to my day, day, day job before I started going, day day day. I started going to freelancing. I would I was basically I a proceeding uh, uh, oh, place. So okay. I would just flip all day
2: Yeah, that that could be very hard. That's a very hard job. Yes.
0: Right, so we used to it. You do get used to it eventually. But, but like, so, so again, this is there's maybe a point of view of experience. So what happened is eventually you got to the point where, like, where I was. I got bored. There's also a mystery. Hall of I wanted to see how much I could put in the Right? Yeah. Right, right. And then eventually I realized it doesn't really matter.
2: It's what I get comfortable with. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. How long is it? To me, it's a process. The process is the point. Yeah. I don't really have a goal with even aesthetically a goal. It's just I lift to lift to continue cause it, it, for what it does to my mind and body Meditation. and the way I feel. Yeah. Meditation, yeah. No. Yeah, how I feel.
0: It's a, when yes, I stopped lifting in that job, I has not touch lifting for you. Oh. It was, because I just had done it for so long, I just needed it. Yeah, it was also, it's,
2: it's a job, it's a very yeah, different should, thing. Yeah, like, and then doing doing something on your own for like, you know, for different purposes. So being, you know, a job all day, every day, that, is, that's pretty, that can be pretty brutal. Yeah. Instead well, of like an hour, hour and a half thing I, where you break and you're not you're not it's not like it's not work
0: and this is where I'm going to actually be in your favor yours can actually be more intense because, really? because what out that happens record. there is, yeah, you uh, is you the I'm lifting whatever comes down on the line you're lifting uh, you like to work. To work. A even if it's a process oh
2: yeah 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 but
0: yeah
2: yeah but um, yeah. It, it, yeah. Well, you can take breaks you you can take your own breaks you know you're, you can take tr- control of it instead of it being a job where you have to go like lips, lift lips.
0: Yeah, well, it, but I mean, but I can see why you because now at
2: this point now, yes.
0: I'm because now I'm away from crazy. it, it's going to be a chore. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. I, I, I think with any sort of fitness or anything else, it's about doing what actually you have some joy from. Otherwise, you're just not going to do it.
0: Yeah. Well, well, it's also just like it's um I. Just, you get to, like, a clean I don't know how uh, much in the sport. sports uh, okay. <laughs> I listen When I write, I just listen to the sports debate. Only because it's essentially giving like real? chance. Oh my god, you know, yes. uh, or not, my god it's, it's just kind of like. <laughs> they're passionate about it. It like, doesn't have any consequences like, like, to that day I have that stuff. Yeah. Gym, right? So, But one of my favorite things was said Like everything is either discipline or despair. And I thought about that right? and, you know, in a very different way.
1: You have a purpose yeah. or a job
0: for something. Right? Yeah. That discipline of putting in mm-hmm. some kind of work, whether it's writing a book, yeah. whether it's lifting weights, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, um, anything, that helps, that anything that helps you get to whatever you're going mm-hmm. for. If it's just I don't fun, have to register, it registered. Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. You trust me, look at that. So.
0: But anyway, <laughs> safety yeah. sounds like it. So, why is <laughs> it? Weightlifting?
2: Yeah, why you get into it? My fiance was yeah, like, hey, yeah, you want yeah, to try it? And exactly. I've been yeah, uh, going with him a few times. I'm like, yeah, I'll try it. And then I started and I found a great trainer and then I just continued. You have a yeah. And went, oh, okay, I like this. And you just kept going. Yeah, and it
0: makes it clear in mind. Clear in mind Better, uh, I can uh,
2: do more writing. Yeah. Actually, yes. I it. no, it is. I don't think it has to be necessarily weightlifting. I think it's, I at least for me, if I do some sort of of exercise after that, I, it's easier for me to really focus. Yeah. But everyone's different.
0: Yeah. Right now, I do walks. Oh, nice.
2: I have a friend of mine, uh, Kevin J. Anderson, that writes a lot of his books, maybe most of his books, uh, via audio on hikes. So, yeah. Makes sense. But I
0: gotta admit, looking at your display
2: thing here, oh, that one. it's genuinely Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. Right. Okay, so, your sister's not here, right? No. But.
0: Was it one of you that decided to, to, just, to write or to yeah. follow the story? Uh, so, we're
2: dyslexic and uh, we always loved storytelling and all that. And it was our dad's idea for us. He came to us and said, I think you guys should write a book because we, we thought we were very stupid. We were getting bullied in school for the dyslexia. And uh, he thought if we wrote a book to, to kind of prove to ourselves that we weren't stupid, to we put the stories we had on paper, we would believe maybe once and for all that we weren't, that we were actually smart. And that worked. It, it really did raise our confidence, and, and our, in a twist maybe that ended up being a passion that we followed until many years later. Many years later. No, I believe it. And So there's not like no one ever No
0: one ever you a amazing. Thank you. Congrats on that. 20 books in one series,
2: right? Oh, yeah. And those are uh, novelettes. They're oh, a <laughs> bit shorter. And we were doing like a once a month novelette release during COVID for a year or two. You did
0: that once a month? Wow. Yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah, it's, what you do is like, try to bank, uh, you know, when you have one, year are editing, oh, yeah, one, you have rough drafts, one, you're releasing so you try products going on. That's still oh, an
0: impressive yeah. process. I so think. I knew a romance author. I knew a romance author up until very recently. <laughs> we released a book once yeah. every six weeks. It was like yeah, a, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's uh, not. It's not easy to do. No. It's not easy to do. Like arcane
2: no, arcane it's, that's that's that's, that's that's really amazing. That yeah. that, 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 that's yeah. an amazing. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, so, uh, uh, so, level of exactly. word count. That getting to that word count is not easy.
0: No, I actually. I for me, I just I just found that. Me trying to think of a word sound role with which was um, get it it. feel 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 getting the writing in. I guess thank you. I I write more now without a number role than I did when I had one roll. Yeah. I don't know, maybe maybe it's just how I work.
2: So, so it's, it's all about finding the right path for and yourself yeah, and then okay. going from that. I don't there's no magic bullet that works with everybody. So,
0: Sure. No, <laughs> yeah. does, okay, so how does it work with, with you and your twin? Do you guys like, write pieces of it separately? Do you write pieces of it so that
2: anymore? Uh, so we, depending on the book, sometimes we uh, switch off character perspectives, sometimes chapters, sometimes drafts. But by the end of it, it's both of us have changed it enough where it's, I don't know where she started and I ended when it comes to the words.
0: So you guys are kind of like, so about, it's, like it's really Yeah, important. yeah,
2: sometimes we just riff, like, oh, you do this, I do that, yeah, and we go yeah. for Yeah, so it, it really depends on the project as well. Okay.
0: So either one's where you're more passionate or she's more passionate Well,
2: we'll have certain ideas that are more of a kernel yeah. an individual, Yeah. but it becomes ours in the end. So we really try to separate the ego and the creative process as much as possible. Which makes sense, if you are,
0: right? you are,
2: right? yeah. yeah, if you start getting weird and possessive about one of your ideas, that's mine, you know, I don't like that one, blah, 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 it's death to the, death to the project back to the story
0: back to the
2: story and possibly to the so it's try to separate that and be like okay the ideas belong to the story not me and then if you can't find an agreement just going and put a completely different idea yeah.
0: Yeah. you are quite. Popular. So oh, thank you. Well, I have,
2: I've also worked this show now, I think, for 14 years, so a lot of people, I know a lot of people, and I'm going to ask a question. So old, I, I would not <laughs> cut you. I, I do not believe in violence. I'm 28. you
0: 28? Yeah started this when you were fourteen. I started
2: when I was twelve. Yes, yeah, so, oh wow. Yeah. We became so, like, American's youngest uh, multiple so award winning like, office on our thirteenth uh, birthday actually. Okay. When we went national into every Barnes and Noble store and borders in the country. Okay. That is... Yeah, you wanna do tight. Absolutely. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, yeah. So
0: let's see. I feel very inadequate because I didn't get there until we- much. Right There's not a timeline
2: no, for anybody's yeah,
0: okay. life, but No, no. Right, but I've had those. Like, oh, I've had oh, a pleasure of interviewing with a lot of people, and some of the most. I always find it very impressive. It takes a certain degree of focus, drive, like tenacity. We like talked about earlier. Yeah. It takes an incredible amount of drive and tenacity to actually, like, especially at a young age, really easy to get distracted.
2: Yeah. And you guys did it very seriously
0: and yeah. see very yeah. maturely for yeah.
2: yeah. anyone yeah. Of the,
0: anyone's age to do yeah.
2: that, and you did it at
0: thirteen. Like, yeah.
2: It, that's awesome. Thank you. All right. Thank you. There's but well, there is we we could write the books at that age and that worked for us and that fit for us and that's fairly unusual, but it there is no <laughs> timeline for anyone's oh, life that our maturity, oh, nice. and I've met people that become successful uh, authors at 80, it. and I've come uh, you know, and you I've been, you know, more. authors yeah, younger like us, so it's, yeah. there's no so what's the right way to do the, it, the and there's, yeah. no, so, uh, there's no time uh, limit or age so limit. Okay, so
0: anything's possible. So awesome. Yeah. Still, I'm Well, thank you. Yeah, and you've got your first Is that one be for this yeah, it's a,
2: the yeah. This would be our first for our. Hit. Uh, I love rock and roll. Was nominated for production design, and we were part of the production and all that, and that was really cool and a real honor and priceless yeah, no surreal. yeah. Completely surreal.
0: What was? Is this your first award?
2: Uh, for comics, yes. yes. For books, no.
0: Yeah, no. yeah.
2: yeah. 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 it never gets old. It's you. Yeah, it, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty wild because uh, I, would not I think the majority of people that I know, myself included, feel like an imposter at all times. That, is kind of that imposter syndrome like where you're like, oh, people will discover I'm actually bad but you also get on uh I, it's, it's uh, getting the awards like okay maybe i'm not as you know helps with that sometimes yeah.
0: well if you join our facebook my podcast is right. board, oh man yeah. in doing the podcast the yeah. 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 yeah yeah it's pretty common you know i looked this i decided that i
2: becky here i had i had to say a very
0: interesting thing about uh what
2: 13. It really doesn't matter what I have
0: I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I and mean, uh, I, mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, I would not be shocked if I like Jem Jet and the Blackbird. Yeah. Black. Is yeah. that correct? Yes. Right.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: so that's <was> what's there. legit. and correct and all that recommend 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 stuff, recommend yeah, like, right? There we go. That would be the last time you nominated.
2: Oh, I hope, so I hope that would be very, very cool. I, 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 no,
0: I, I think something
2: again. I right. so,
0: um, I was looking at the awards
2: like to ah, so awesome.
0: get I actually saw I've yeah. actually yeah. been seeing so yeah, I I am glad
2: not That'd be shot. very cool. Yeah. And hopefully, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. just keep on, keep on going and keep on writing. Yeah. Dude and Everybody else gets I'm a prize. I haven't been to our questions. No. Great job, Alex. That nice. yeah, was awesome. That
0: was awesome. That 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 Okay, you always love, love story-telling. storytelling. Yes. What story made you love
2: storytelling? Did you There yeah. was no single story for me, but some highlights that from my childhood would be the Alice in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass. Okay. I love, 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 love those. Still do. Still do. Um, uh, uh, Fahrenheit four five one by Ray Bradbury. Dude, okay. um, right. we get off the I'll
0: tell you. Got something. Oh, yeah. And uh i sealed uh, and, uh, by Isaac Asimov. them off. I just love it. Yeah. So we're, we're running very
2: low. Yes. Hey, I'm doing a Fahrenheit 451 rate. So, yeah, I wanted to right send one, one
0: of these keys the well. to my
2: brother. That's very cool. I have an Allison Wonderland Race
0: Psychology mashup. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, so it's, it's just funny hearing that. And the thing I wish I could show you, I have a copy of the annotated house. Yeah. And the like, thing about that one, yeah. it has all the notes from the Lewis Carroll. I don't know if you have it.
2: You I do, it. actually. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, that's, so I, I like uh, the annotated uh, copies, particularly of older works, because there's a lot of pop culture references from that Time period that oh, I, I don't know. know. Yeah, I also oh, the, I have them for uh, cool. HP Lovecraft. Oh, you want all the Lovecraft?
0: His one guy, the other guy is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, one? Yeah,
2: yeah. uh, uh, it's a collection so of stories. Uh, Call of that's Cthulhu. The
0: that Cthulhu stuff? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I I I, I played oh. many oh. Cthulhu games. All cyber actions. I mean, I actually. I think it's good, but if it's not
2: for you, that's okay. Everyone has their own. Probably. Sometimes
0: everything you get to everything at your own
2: at your own pace. Oh yeah. It, yeah. it should be something of joy, not of pressure.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that's what got you in. So those are the stories that you remember that
2: got you in. Yeah, uh, just just a few. I could go on for hours, but just, just to start.
0: Yeah, that's cool. All right. So beyond all that, what's next for you guys?
2: What's next for us is uh, we wrote a graphic novel for a band called Tailstorm. Yeah, it's called Hyde Manor, and that's going to be released in October by uh, Z2 Comics. Okay. And... We're also uh, launching our new nonprofit called Sudden Darkness. Uh, My sister will be heading (laughs) that up, and it'll be a online informational hub for people that are going uh, that are losing their vision, uh, whether it be slowly or rapidly or overnight, and their families to get connected to the help they need and uh, some myth busting along the way. And eventually, we hope to create a hotline for that. Winner Twins, (laughs) W-I-N-N-E-R, (laughs) Twins.com. And we are Winner Twins on all social media. And I am Brianna Winner. Oh, wow. That's Comic-Con brain for you. I was about to start spelling my last name for my first. Uh, B-R-I-A-N-N-A, Winner, W-I-N-N-E-R. Brianna Winner everywhere. All right. And that now, ladies and
0: gentlemen, that will do it here. She's got... Uh, there are crowds here and there are books to go so we'll go do that so everybody watching, everybody listening thank you for watching, thank you for listening, stay inspired keep shining in the dark, and I'll see you next time and that was my conversation with Brianna Winter definitely check a look at her craft novel was amazing, I just gotta say that, that blew my mind how good that was so credit to her and her sister and hopefully I get to interview the other one next year that'd be kind of cool but that all said folks um uh, I got one more thing to say and then I'm gonna wrap this show up and that is um, it's a happy birthday to my sister and I wanna congratulate her on um, going out, going forth and trying to get into graphic design. Um, So my sister's looking for work. Um, I'm not 100% sure what what her plan is on that yet, but when and if she gets, she has a place where people can contact her, get work done, she's a talented artist, illustrator, graphic designer, photographer. She's a world-class photographer, legit um but whatever she wants to do whenever oh and i know enough about that um she's trying to build a portfolio because she's got she's kind of working on some career aspirations that all said folks like if you want logos if you want you know certain things designed um she's the person contacts she's ray hope on facebook uh take a look at her and uh go from there so sis if you are listening to this somehow some way happy birthday all right let me know what you guys think of these episodes. This kind of episode. This is a little different than what I normally do. It's a bit of a formula breaker. Um, but we'll be back on. Uh, we'll be back next week. Betsy Ross will be bringing the show back to normal. And that will do it for this episode of Just Joshing. So the last thing I'm going to talk about here is if you do have Kickstarters, because I do have a lot of guests that do Kickstarters here. I am doing a Kickstarter service, kind of like build you whether making videos for announcements or or uh, interacting with your fans, just doing cool stuff. Like building the skits to do it, like that is kind of the thing I'm kind of working on. So that is what I'm looking forward to doing. Beyond all that, folks, that will do it for this episode. Of Just joshing. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please tell people about it. And thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Stay inspired. Keep shining in the dark. And may your twenty twenty four kick ass too. All right, we'll be back to normal from the next one on. Take care of yourselves, everybody. Josh.
2: Josh.